They're going to be like, aha, breach of contract. Now you owe $10,000 and we get to uh, kick you out and put in someone for twice the rent. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> like a Batman villain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Landlord, what are you doing here? <laughs> Lording over the land! <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, through the internet, is Catherine Kogert. Hi, so good to be here. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. Feeling, uh, feeling good and uh, hepped up, punchy. Hepped up, super hepped dopper. up like a hep cap. Yeah, man. I mean, a hep cap. Excuse me, a hep cap. Hep cap, like like a crazy fun, cool hat. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm hepped up. I'm just like wearing all these crazy hats and they're like pretty cool, but also pretty out there. Wild, man. Just wild. Right. Yeah. Just just towing the edge, pushing against just the boundaries of society yeah. with your hats. For in what way can we better question our fundamental societal core than through headwear? Than putting something on your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You raise it Absolutely. up. You say, I hold I've this above me. I've been saying this for years. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your... What the, I think Allen Ginsberg said that. <laughs> yeah, it was in Howl. <laughs> um, what's your? No, like... you're thinking of Cowl. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm so much funnier than I realized. It was great work. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So as far as like social uh, social protest, what are the top forms of uh, headwear? Because obviously Cowl, because of Batman, he is that is a form I... of social protest. Yeah, I we're beating up thugs. And also, I think this counts. Batman's cowl's counts in this. I would refer listeners back to our pointy hats episode. Yes, pointy. Uh, As we know, the pointy hat is about signifying the other. Yes, that is exactly. So uh, we have this way of of taking it back. You're saying you wear the pointy hat. You say, "Yes, I'm owning this. Uh, yeah. This is for me now. That's right. my hat." Okay. 100%. This is me. I am other. Mm-hmm. And. I have something to say about the way you're running your society. Right. And it, all coming through the medium of pointy hats. Well, this is a pointy hat, and I'm here to say it's fun to question society in a pointy way. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit pointy. It's got some sharp edges that could probably be rounded down. <laughs> the wrap, I mean. Uh, You know what? I don't need you sanding down my pointy edges. There you go. Stand up, stand out. That's society. The whetstone of society. <laughs> Oh man, this metaphor is all over the place. <laughs> it's just terrible. Hey, buddy of mine, Hello. what are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about something we can use to sit down, calm, regroup. We have a cup of tea we're using our topic this week a kettle. That's right, talking about kettles. Kettle. Those okay. special pots. Kettles. Mmm. <laughs> that doesn't get me anywhere when you say that. <laughs> uh,. That's literally what I wrote. So it's like a fondue pot? Is it like a double boiler? or A kettle is, thank you for asking, a kettle Uh, is, it's a pot specially built around boiling liquids, mostly water. That's it. That's what a kettle is. Oh, like a double boiler. Uh, No, because a double boiler is uh, for boiling liquids as a means to get somewhere else. You don't use the water there. You you use the fondue. You use the chocolate. It's like a saucepan. 
so a saucepan is has right in the name. It's right there. Uh, yeah. That's not yeah. for water. We don't call it a water pan. Oh. That's for sauce. So I um I just came back from a big trip. Mm-hmm. I went to China recently. Um, and I went to this dumpling restaurant. And it wasn't like a like a fancy dumpling restaurant or anything. It was kind of just like a lunch place. And we sat down and they're like, we're going to give you guys some dumpling soup and we're going to give you guys some hot tea. And I was like, oh, my goodness, thank God. It is so, so cold outside. Um, so I sit down and they pour out my tea and it's just hot water. And I was like, am I going to get some tea for this? And they're like, no, that's the tea. And I'm like, this is just hot water. But OK, <laughs> it wasn't I am. It wasn't like weekly made tea. They said they said it was weekly made tea, but it was definitely just hot water. I tasted no tea. Oh, well, that's just interesting. water. I do know. Yeah. I, re- I read some time ago, uh, learning about tea that uh, it's quite common for um, like uh, Hong Kong taxi drivers, or I suppose you might be able to say, uh, eh, I don't know. I'm not willing to extend it because <laughs> uh, I don't know that I've ridden enough taxi cabs in Hong Kong to like get the ground truth here. But it's quite common to like just like have a travel mug, uh, pour some. Uh, hot water into it and then just kind of keep adding hot water throughout the day like even though the leaves are just still kind of brewing yeah so I, don't know. I would totally buy that does this happen to me at like three or four restaurants where they just serve me hot water and we're like here's your tea and i was like this is hot water i mean maybe but you, thank you thank yeah. you i am not from your land and thank you so much for your hospitality <laughs> um, because quite frankly it is really cold and i'm definitely gonna drink this hot water thank you seriously <laughs> here's the thing hot water can be really nice um yeah it we, was really nice. He, here at a, a Shea Tim's house, that's right, it's a Shea and a house. Uh, we're very uh, multicultural. Um, yep. We, uh, it's actually, it, it's a house owned by my house. It's a complicated legal thing I had to do in order to uh, Oh, stay our house here. in the middle of the street, right. sure. Yeah, technically uh, the house is in the street as well, but that's a separate uh-huh. subsidiary. Um, is it because you live in the sewers? Is it because you're a ninja turtle? <laughs> Shh, be cool. I've been... <laughs> trying to hide this shell forever through through the use of a narrow band over my eyes that's colored <laughs> no one can tell who it Real is subtle. no one can tell it's a turtle <laughs> um so, uh, so here we have my favorite hero in a half shell <laughs> here we had uh a uh electric kettle um that had a you could dial in a temperature for it and it would control it at that temperature Oh, it was great. Now that just feels like luxury. It was really nice, and you know what? I use a kettle enough that it was like uh, worthwhile. Um, and unfortunately, broke. But uh, what are you gonna do? But um, I through this, kettle? through this, I found that um, uh, it, the the temperature would often be set to 140 degrees Fahrenheit, which is much lower than you would brew most teas. And uh, I asked my roommates about this. Um, I was like, oh, that's, what, what do you guys always do? They're like, oh, we like to drink 140 degree water. Um, which I like, at first was like, well, that's confusing. Much in the way, you having been served warm water, we're like, this doesn't seem right. But then I tried it and it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. What is that in Celsius? Uh, 140 degrees Fahrenheit is approximately, let's say 60 degrees Celsius. Totally okay. ballparking. It's nice. It's nice. That sounds lukewarm and weird. No, no, it's it's a little warmer than lukewarm. Like a little warmer. It, it's it just has that edge where you would call it hot, but that's just where it is. And so what happens oh, is I have to try this sometime. Yeah, 
it's just like it ends up with this like interesting mouthfeel, which is weird because it's water, right? Like, right, why, yeah. why should that be? But you, I don't know. My mouth is like, oh. you know what? Literally, anything you can do to give water mouthfeel. I mean, I am a lifelong drinker of carbonated water for this very reason. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah, and so I feel like this is this is another clever water hack, uh, where it's like, how can you trick yourself into drinking this stupid thing we need to survive? It's just the worst. Uh, I hate it. Uh, what if I put a bunch of sugar in it? No, that'll dehydrate you more. Damn it. Uh, okay, what about, like, uh, caffeine? I like that. Uh, it's still not yeah, great for you. Still good dehydrate. Oh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. What about alcohol? Right. What if it was, like, 40% alcohol? That's actually worse than the other two ideas you had. <laughs> Uh, well, cheers to that, and we'll come back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. Clink, clink. So fluid that I soaked inside, I knew it had stopped his rage with a hot kettle and a lonely gun. 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 So changed a bit off a piece of good chill. So strange to bury all the bullets I thought were true with a hot kettle and a lonely gun. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about kettles. Catherine, let us speak of kettle shapes. Does, okay. What's uh, what, what, what kind of kettle are you rocking there? Uh, do you have anything on the stove uh, at, at uh, Shay Catherine's house in the middle of the street? We, no, my house is actually on the side of the street. <laughs> I got one of those on the side of the street houses. Uh, sure, but like your father still wears his Sunday best, right? No? No? Oh, he certainly does. He certainly does. My Jewish father wears his Sunday best. (laughs) Yeah, for like hanging out, you know. Which is like golf. Having some downtime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone has their own Sunday's best. I think so, yeah. My Sunday best? Pointy hat. (laughs) Stick it to the man. Stick him with a pointy hat. (laughs) Yeah! Um, so kettles in mm-hmm. my life yeah uh we do have a stove kettle which i never use okay. because i live in a three-floor house right um and it's very there's just a lot of stairs mm. and especially in the morning or like late at night you know the times when you really want tea when you really need tea right i don't really care to be out in a public space <laughs> yeah understood um and also go th- up and down all those stairs because mm-hmm. i'm gonna forget sugar or i'm gonna forget tea or i'm gonna forget I don't know, the tea that I want or I'm going to forget. Right. But the tea that you need or the tea that you deserve. Yeah. I'm going to end up with the tea that I deserve and I want the tea that I want because I am a tea brat. Right. Because your father used to travel around uh, for different tea postings, I guess. That's how you're a tea brat. Yeah, because I am of the merchant class. (laughs) Oh, he was a merchant marine. I see. (laughs) A tea merchant marine. Protecting totally real the thing that definitely exists. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying we could have a better world. We could have a better world where you go into the service and the service means, yeah, I ride on tea ships. Sell tea, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what capitalism is striving for, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there someday. The tea must flow. So So I have an electronic kettle in mm. my bedroom. It plays chip tunes. <laughs> Some MIDI songs, yeah. Some Mega Man hits. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, let's let's. I just want to talk about like form real quick. Um, so like, describe for me uh, 
what's your what's your electric kettle look like? Like what what's it shaped like? What uh, if I were to draw like, it, if you imagine a teardrop, and then you cut the top and the bottom off of it. Mm, okay, right. And then it has a little spout and a handle and a handle. It's important. And yeah, but it's never introduced me to here is my handle and here is my spout. Oh yeah, little teapot. <gasps> and then when it gets all steamed up, it doesn't shout. It just goes click and oh, it turns off. It shuts off. That's nice. Um, it goes <sighs> click. <laughs> um. Okay, okay, now describe for me your stove kettle. I have never used it, and I've never seen anybody else use it. You don't know what it looks like, even. I don't. I don't engage with it. Hmm, interesting. Maybe a little bit elitist, because I love this electric kettle. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, okay. I grew up in a house... Let's get into it. Let's get into Tim and his tea history. Um, Tell me about your past kettles. Uh... I don't know. I, Doc, listen, I, I know I signed up for therapy, but this is a bit much. Um, <laughs> I mean, if if you want to take take my my version of treatment seriously, the treatment that I practice, then you'll tell me about your kettles. I mean, I understand that you're practicing psychology uh, and that's like important. And, and I, modern science has like been more and more open to that. But like lately, I listen, I just got back from the tea merchant Marines and like I'm kind of screwed up. And I think I think psychology right now is maybe just like a bit too much. Fine. Just run away from your problems. Run away into your green teas, your white teas, your Ruibos. <laughs> Not technically a tea. But you know what'll catch you. You know what'll catch you. That black tea. <laughs> is, is that a metaphorical meaning or are we talking literally right now, doctor? <laughs> You'll find out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, scary. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I grew up... I, I think we must have had a kettle, much in the way you have a kettle. We must have had a kettle just sort of there because kettles. Um, but then at a certain point in my teen years, I think as I discussed on our episode about tea... Uh, I got really into the Arizona uh, green teas that are just like loaded with sugar. Um, and then uh, in an effort to become a healthier teen, um, I like, well, actually, it was also because I was really cheap. I was like, mm, these things are 99 cents a, a can. I could I could really scale that back. Uh, so I started I making really it. I really love that like you started eating healthier because it was kind of expensive. That's the thing. Here's the secret they don't tell you, man. Listen, <laughs> eating like. Is this that one weird trick? Do yeah. doctors hate you? <laughs> Yeah, that that psychology uh, doctor really didn't like me. It seemed like I was getting a weird vibe. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if you reject someone's like practice, sure. <laughs> but uh, please, I don't mean to interrupt. Tell me, tell me everything about the electronic kettles in your household. All I was gonna... it's me. Mask off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, you know what? Your methods are uh, uh, non traditional, <laughs> but I'm into it. <laughs> Can we call it the Scooby-Doo School of Psychology? <laughs> uh, I would, you don't you don't treat anyone who has a dog because it's just like that never works out for me. Doctor Coger, <laughs> it was you the whole time. That's right, and I would have helped you work through some of your deep-seated emotional issues if it wasn't for those kids and that dog. <laughs> uh, and also, you would have gotten some gold by scaring people away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's trying to scare people away. So that's... That's because there's no justification for being a fake ghost. And so Scooby-Doo has to rely on the exact same thing every time, which is, I don't know, I rigged something up to scare people away. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I just I didn't like people coming around personally. I just like my space. You think like maybe that sort of like uh, hyper individualistic kind of libertarian mindset. Like I just want to go live in a cabin somewhere. Do you think they yeah. would do well? Like like maybe we could just go to like Reddit dot com slash r slash uh, Scooby Doo libertarianism. Where like <laughs> you, Scooby Doo villain libertarianism. Yeah. You you find that individuality and you keep right. you know the the government from screwing with your life by being the old monster from the swamp. So, I mean, here's another perspective. Like, for many of those, would they go to jail afterwards? They would be tied up often. They, no, they would be tied up, yes. But, like, real world. Uh-huh. You are an old miser who lives on a hotel and doesn't want guests to come visit him because right. you just like your space. Which, as I remember, was the plot of two or three at least. Makes sense. They're just like, I just don't really like having people here. They sure no. There was like a legend about something, right? Like, I feel like there was almost always some treasure. Some treasure? Okay, so you're hunting for treasure. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just like that pronunciation of treasure. Um, (laughs) Me too. Me too. And like, okay, but like, are you actually doing anything illegal? No. If you're hunting for treasure. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, the 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 children are a nuisance. I think I think the issue is it's it's actually a um uh it's 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 a tort issue, right? Uh, this is not illegal, but wrongdoing is being done to another party, and there must be some rectification for that because uh usually there is like an owner of the hotel, and then it's like the crotchety old janitor or something, and so right, the owner right. is Whose suffering losses. Got spent somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think there is maybe not jail time, but there's probably some sort of legal dispute. Right. But the right. tying up is still probably I think probably it's going to be expensive, and I think it's going to be tied up in court for years, because, like, he has this whole pension dispute that he could bring to the table. Yeah. Well, you know what would help, though? A bunch of treasure. <laughs> what if they both found the treasure, and then they split the treasure? It just seems like the way to go. Yeah. This is... Like, this is Teamwork. I think we solved, we solved Scooby-Doo. The answer to Scooby-Doo is teamwork. Well, in in a lot of ways, this was a covert argument against libertarianism because we were like, (laughs) if only they would have worked together in a system that everyone would have been a lot happier. (laughs) In a system that everyone had agreed upon or most people had agreed upon and then screw the people who didn't agree upon it. Well, it shows who we are politically. So, (laughs) So, kettles. So, kettles. Um, uh, Yeah, so we, uh, let's see. So I got into making tea because I was like trying to save a buck. Um. And I made, well, because you buy like, uh, I'm not going to justify this to you. See the spreadsheet in the notes. There will be no spreadsheet. Um, so. Uh, well, there'll be a fa- the legend of the phantom spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's keeping me. T- I'm so scared of going to encyclopediabrunch.com because of this legend. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I mean, listeners, if Tim offers to show you a spreadsheet, my recommendation is to t- turn around and go the other way because you're going to. You're going to be involved for the next three hours. This is libelous. Well, no, that is now, true. let me show you the macro. <laughs> you will enjoy the spreadsheet if you're anything like Tim. <laughs> Someone out there is like me. Um, so I had uh, started we making more tea. We're born alone, we die alone. Yeah, go My ahead. My mom, in being a, a very good and considerate mother, she was like, I'm going to get like a nice big teapot that like Tim will really enjoy. I don't know where it came from, um, but like she found this like large capacity teapot. And um, shiny. It's very nice. Pretty teapot. Um, I still see it when I go back home. Uh, and it has a little whistle on it. And it's, uh, let's see, how do, it's, it's, it's dome shaped. And then it has a handle that comes up and over the top. And then uh, there is a lid you can remove underneath the handle that is big. And then there's a... 
oh, that's nice. Yeah, and there's a smaller spout for pouring, and then you can put yeah. a little cap on that that uh, has a whistle in it, so when steam rolls you through, know, it whistles. You know what's great about that is mm. that's good for mulling spices, too. The, ha- the, the top. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing, right? A kettle, many traditional stovetop kettles do not have that top. Um, and uh, that makes it so that, like, this is purely for water because it's kind of not cleanable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the fundamental, like, idea of kettles is that, like, yeah. these are just for water. I don't want to have to clean them. And that is why a kettle can be a thing that just sits on your stove because, like, it never needs cleaning because we call water clean. Like, as a society, we're like, water's good. Like, don't worry. Yeah, I mean, there's whole campaigns about this. Like, drink your tap water. We pay for it to be safe for you to drink. Mm. It doesn't taste as good in some places. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it tasted weird in China. Mm. Oh, yeah, I believe that. You yeah, drink tap water I was there in China? to do some... Uh, a little bit, yeah. Oh. Not not is, gobs of it, but is, yeah. Is that advised? Uh, that's a really good question, actually. Um, so I went to a drinking water treatment f- research facility. Um, and so when I drank water in China, it honestly, to me, and I'm sorry, China, I'm sorry. I really enjoyed visiting you. You're a really lovely country. Like uh, there, the hospitality I experienced there was incredible. Like I met so many really wonderful people there. I've like, I, and, and so I'm hesitant to say anything bad about this country, but like the water lead. honestly did taste like lead to me. I'm sorry, but it t- tasted like lead to me. I don't know if I know uh, what lead tastes like. You've never like as a child tasted your your pencil. That's not lead though. That's graphite. Uh, mechanical pencil. Also graphite. They don't put lead in pencils anymore. Is it also graphite? Well, maybe it tastes like graphite then. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a the, you know the little little side conversation here. Uh, it's interesting because um. I have a, a friend who uh, is from Germany and spent some time in the U.S. And her mother insisted that she have a Brita filter because she was like, I don't know if we can trust this U.S. water. Um, mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, I think I, it is very reasonable to be, uh, well, reasons maybe not the best word, but it's it's very understandable to me the emotional connection to, like, I don't know if I can trust this other water because... Because you're putting it in you and you need it to survive. Yeah, exactly. And then also there's it's- the added layer of, I asked... Is drinking water in China advised? Not because China, well, China does have a reputation of like, maybe, you know, this isn't like the best for you. But beyond that, like even places uh, that have good water sanitation, sometimes just like the microbes are different and your gut's not used to it yet. So it's not that it's bad. It's that like it's bad for you because you haven't like warmed up to it yet. So I mean, but people do pathogen testing and everything. So I went to this drinking water research facility and they tested 207 different parameters and oh, like wow. they were like two U.S. standards. The the tap water from the tap was not like through the distribute before it goes through the distribution system, like all the pipes and everything from the tap. It like met all 270 parameters. if like from like the U.S. standards. Yeah. Um, and yet it still tasted weird to me. Like it still tasted like kind of like a weird metallic-y, like leady taste to what I imagine lead tastes like, because I guess I don't understand what lead tastes like. Well, yeah. um, go ahead. So, I don't know. And then, like, I moved up to Blaine from Spokane, Washington. So I moved from one rural part of Washington to another rural part of Washington at some point in my life. And I swear the water in this new place tasted like rubber bands for, like, two years when I moved there. And then after two years, I got used to it. I didn't taste it anymore. Yeah, it's like you're breathing the uh, breathing the air. You just get used to it. 
you just kind of get used to it. So like, I'm not saying anything is wrong with it because it tasted weird or different to me. I'm just saying like, I noticed a difference. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and, you know, tongues and, and uh, uh, noses are extremely sensitive chemical detectors. Um, so yeah, it can meet all the standards for being fine, but you can tell, still tell a difference. Um, as evidenced by uh, where I grew up in Connecticut, we had uh, relatively hard water. Not like the hardest, but like, you know, lime buildup, stuff like that would be dissolved in there. And as you use a kettle repeatedly without ever like rinsing or cleaning or like moving stuff out, that does build up, which is another reason that little uh, that cover on the top, the access port um, is really useful because uh, those the insides of those um, ones that kettles that you cannot access are they, they build up. They, they get more and more minerals in them. And then eventually that becomes something that you like to taste, you know, because you get used to it. But yeah, yeah. Such is the magic of a kettle. Water's really magic. Yeah, water I mean, is. A lot of things are magic, but yeah. Well, and I like that about the kettle, that it's our, like, it is our tool for water specifically. Like, it, the fact that we have a special pot just for water means that, like, that emphasizes how important water is in our everyday lives. Just like a soda stream. Just like a soda stream. <laughs> <laughs> And just like that, we'll be back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. Can't say what did it to me. What was that much smarter than me? The great it did it for me. It was that much farther to see. I guess I've changed. You used to be all bit about the minimum wage. You used to be all bit about the that runs off this Hey, we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about kettles. So, I had uh, this stovetop kettle, um, not full of stovetop, full of water, and uh, some hard minerals. Um, And uh, as I mentioned, we had the whistle on top of it, and uh, that would signify that things were, like, heating up, ready to go. And uh, it was nice to have that signal because water... Was that piece metal or plastic? It was metal. It had a small plastic part that you could uh, use to touch it because metal gets real hot. I don't know if you knew this about metal. Um, I'm learning so much. Here's the thing about water. uh, Well, or about kettles and and water. They're intrinsically linked. Um, Is that uh, they take a while to boil, right? Especially if you're going to like make a bunch of tea to replace your Arizona tea habit. Yeah. And especially if you're going to watch it. Yeah. They say something about that, but yeah. I haven't been known to listen to them. That, you know what they say, uh, listen conversation never finishes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's That's been true in my experience in this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep rolling. So, um, yeah. So uh, what I would often do is set it boiling and then walk away. And then I would maybe go play video games or go upstairs or something. And then half an hour later, I'd be like, is that faint noise in the background and then it would be that the whistle had gotten so shrill because so much steam was pouring out of it that it was like hitting the limit of the noise it could make yeah Uh, and then i'd be like oh no and i'd have to go and get it and you know hopefully there's still some water left in it um and uh so electric kettle solved this problem right which is yeah very nice um it's just a simple switch yeah do you know how those switches work i don't know what is it triggering to yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, it is a uh, oh, I'm forgetting. It's I think it's called a bimetallic sensor. Um, okay. And so uh, it's a little p- picture like a little tab of wire, and it's made up of two different metals. Um, one on one side, one on the other side, and those metals 
you know, things change shape when they heat up, right? Mm-hmm. And those, so those metals uh, con- or expand or contract differently um, right. with, with temperature. And so what okay. happens is when it gets hot enough, steam hits it and uh, it starts to bend because one side is exp- it's expanding at one rate and the other side is expanding at a different rate. And so it bends right. away and breaks the circuit because it is not c- conducting electricity anymore. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> There's actually a lot of... Uh, so it's a thermocouple. Is that how it, yeah, this is how a thermocouple work, isn't it? Yeah, which is a thermometer, like an electronic thermometer. Mm-hmm. Um, that works the same way, except it measures the degree to which it's bent and then gives you a readout. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's basically a thermocouple, but it is uh, it it is very grossly tuned. Um, ugh, it's nasty. No, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's in a kettle, so it's perfectly clean. Um, it's grossly tuned because it's it's actually up in uh usually it is up in a duct uh higher up. Um I haven't examined all of the different electric kettles around the world, but um right. because that way all it has to do is like some steam has to hit it and then that's well if there's steam it's boiling and so that shuts it off as opposed to it would have to be pretty finely tuned if it was actually submersed in the water because like that water is getting pretty hot and it has to know the difference between 210 and 215 like you don't want it shutting off early but like if it's uh if it's above boiling, then it's just never going to get there. So, yeah. So they put it up high, which apparently has this issue of like you're uh, when you fill your electric kettle, there's a little uh, thing you can pop open, right, to actually fill it. Yes. If that's left open while it's boiling, the steam may never enter that duct because of like the pressures are wrong or something, and it could just boil off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, but as I mentioned earlier. You, so you have this walk away aspect, which is nice because you come back and it's like, eh, worst case scenario, it's cooled off a little. Um, mm-hmm. ugh, when I had that one that held temperature, it was great because I'd forget about it for hours and then I'd be like, oh, it's still hot. Great. Um, <laughs> and you've forgotten that you wanted tea and you're like, oh, that's right. I did want tea a few hours ago and I'm coming back because I'm like, oh, I want tea. <laughs> yeah. It kind of feels like someone being like, uh, you know, you're reading or something and someone goes, oh, would you like some tea? And you're like, Yeah. That would be nice. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Except it's to an inanimate object. <laughs> and yeah, like it's kind of your past self going to your current self like, hey, would you like some tea? It's really nice when you can do favors for uh, temporal favors for different temporal versions of you. Yes. In the past, temporal. in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, how I refer to it. Oh, he's another yeah, temporal. Yeah, it's the time traveling version of you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to meet that guy someday. Oh, <laughs> he's here. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so it is nice that it has that feature. However, the thing about water, as I mentioned earlier, is that um, it takes forever to boil because water actually, like, can hold a bunch of heat before it actually boils, right? This is, like, one of the things we know about water and why we do so much with it, aside from us just, like, being super in love with water. Yeah. But, like, we use it to, like, use steam to drive turbines and to, like, uh, I don't know, heat stuff up and stuff. Um, it's just so handy there's just there's a lot of it and it's like really easy to get it to change phase this pressure and it's just nice yeah but um but so you have to put a lot of energy into it to get it to the boiling because it can really hold a lot yeah and which um, is also cool that is cool (laughs) it's got those strong intermolecular forces keeping it like tight um it's why coastal cities are so uh modern in climate yes Oh, I see. You were saying it was cool, like it was like moderate. Yeah. It's like chill. Yeah. It's just like so chill, bro. 
Well, so if, if you'll uh, finish up my uh, loose connection here with me, come along, come along. I won't. You can. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming this far. I guess I'm going to keep trucking, but you can get off here. Um, all right. Bye. All right. Bye. So, listeners, um, uh, the frustration I've had is that um, you can only put so much heat into a stovetop kettle because you apply heat from the bottom, and that's the only part that's hot, and every part else is cooling off. Um so, like, it works okay, but then we got this electric kettle, I think it was, like, late 1800s, and it actually uh, allows you, well, it couldn't at first. At first, it just kind of had a heating coil near some water, and it was not that great, but eventually, they figured out a way to put the heating coil, like, into the water, or, like, really, like, get it real close and tight in there, and so it heats a lot faster. An electric kettle is much more efficient than a stovetop kettle. And then, I went to India this summer, um... We all have been to different countries that uh, traditionally grow and make tea, Catherine. So cool! Let's all share our experiences. Uh, my experience was that I had a little electric kettle in my um, in my hotel room, and it was great because it was just so nice to have that option. And boy, did it heat up a lot of water real fast! And that is when I learned that countries on the 220 volt standard are able to heat water faster because. They just ha- can put more heat in at a time. Higher voltage. Yeah. Higher That's voltage cool. means that they can put in more energy without blowing a circuit. Just get it popping. Yeah. Which is why I would I would suggest that uh, why in a lot of those countries, uh, electric tea kettles are much more popular because they just are so much faster. Whereas here, yeah. like they're kind of crummy, but they're still a little better than a stove. But, like not that much better. It's convenient. Like you can you don't have to have a kitchen. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a huge advocate for it. I think I think we're both coming down on the electric kettle is the way to go. Yeah. Because it's just like water, fabric I mean, of our lives. I think we can agree that that kettle that you had with the holding the temperature is the ideal. Ah, uh, yeah, it was great. I really sad the it ultimate broke. and Oprah luxury. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way to go, and I think yeah. I'm willing to make that investment for something so useful as boiling water. It cooks, it cleans, yet, it slices, it dices. Yeah, it broke, and then you didn't buy another one. Well, I mean, I'm not so, made of money I mean, here. <laughs> by the letter, you are not willing to make that investment. I'm just saying. Eh, fair, fair enough. You've demonstrated that you're not willing to make that investment, but like, I think that's a fun aspiration to have. All right, yeah, <laughs> I see that we've uh, we finished up another another uh, episode of Kettle Court. <laughs> not to be confused with Kettle Corn. Not again. This is Kettle Court. I will not have a circus be made of this Kettle Court. <laughs> a very annoyed judge. <laughs> it's sad because he used to love Kettle Corn. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, every time you make a, a job out of something instead of a hobby, it's like it gets a little, <laughs> little harder to deal with. So true, so true, so true. Truer words. Hmm. Um. Do you do anything with a kettle besides uh make tea? No. All right. Do you? Just checking. Hot chocolate, I guess. Like instant cider. Yeah, or if I just need hot water sometimes. Um, For what? Uh, like to clean something if that's useful somehow. But yeah, usually if I'm because if I'm ever going to add anything to it, it goes into something else because nothing but water touches that kettle. Yeah, but for real. Yeah, that's how we roll. Although you're a little different about this, aren't you? I recall that you sometimes will put uh, tea into your electric kettle, like tea no. leaves. No, no okay, no, no. maybe no. I'm misremembering. No, that's not me. All right, that's I'm... somebody else. <laughs> Hearsay. I'm throwing it out. Objection. <laughs> Goodbye, Don't kettle me court. That way. Oh, <laughs> uh, kettle court was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Kettle Court was canceled after one half of a season. <laughs> yeah, that was probably fair. I think they were right. 
Well, also, they just ran out of cases. Like, how many cases are there regarding kettles? Mm. Yeah, good point. Well, that's that. Until then, that's Bailiff Catherine Cogan over there. And that's Justice Tim over there. Why did I give you the better paying job? Ugh, the patriarchy. I thought we were both bailiffs. All right, anyway, whatever. bye. <laughs>